Hi everyone and welcome to the All Things ITSM Global Podcast, coming to you from Knowledge16 in Las Vegas. I'm Kirsty McGowan, I'm here with Carlos Casanova. Hello Kirsty. Charlie Betts. Kirsty. And it's our pleasure to be chatting with Roy Orsley from Ovum. Welcome Roy. Welcome Kirsty. Thank you. Hi Roy and uh, welcome, I welcome you and Ovum uh, here to the podcast. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your current role and uh, some of the uh, things that you're most interested in and focused on right now at Ovum? Yeah, sure, Charlie. I mean, basically, I cover strategy and uh, strategic intent from where IT is used, how it's used, um, right away from the service management angle to serving the customer. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're finding that the big, big challenge with most organizations now is doing this, what is a, I'm sorry to use it, but a hype word, the digital transformation. Mm -hmm. It's moving your whole enterprise from being focused on doing things in an IT-centric way mm -hmm. to doing things in a way that is actually a business-centric way using the IT mm -hmm. to drive it. I mean, you know, the, the well-documented case of uh, Domino's Pizza is the one that everybody quotes. Yeah. Mm. Domino's now call themselves a technology company that delivers pizzas, not yeah. a pizza yeah. company that uses technology. And that's mm. because they completely reinvented themselves. They've not just got a smart app to order your pizza on, they've connected everything behind the scenes so it really works. And technology is now driving that business. So if you think about the opportunities that that gives mm -hmm. Domino's, they can go into adjacent markets with the same model mm -hmm. and implement it. They don't have to spend millions sort of crossing the wires over right. and soldering them together. So there's, a, there's an awful lot of that focus that we're seeing. Right. Um, and, and our research that we did basically showed that most companies start on the customer experience end mm -hmm. and then realize that actually they've created an app for that and that's not right. actually doing what digital transformation is and they're only now starting mm -hmm. to transform IT capability. Right. So, so that's interesting. So <clears throat> you were talking about you know, in the Domino's example, how they can go into different regions, different areas. So global organizations that may have a US presence, a you know, Italian presence, a, Latin American presence, you know, how is that working? I mean, that's got to be a, a huge challenge for them, you know, for the CEOs, the leadership. How do they do this tr digital transformation when culturally, it's mm. it's as diverse as it gets? Yeah. It's not easy, and it's they, they they have to have the mandate from the top, and it depends where they're headquartered because mm -hmm. a lot of North American companies try and drive into Europe, and think it's the United States of Europe. Well. The yeah. EU may be a single entity, but oh no, the French have got their way of doing things, yes. the Brits have got their way of doing things, the Germans have got theirs, Switzerland won't play with anybody, it's yeah. all around it. You've got to realise that that's yeah. the situation. And then when you move out into uh, Southeast Asia, mm. you, you find all sorts of different other cultural and political drivers. I mean, I was in Singapore, Malaysia and, uh, and Thailand last year, and I met with the governments in each of those regions. And Singapore going, yeah, we're building these big sheds and getting cloud computing here because we're making yeah. technology and technology accessible to everyone. An hour up the road in Malaysia, the Malaysian government were going, we don't want that Malaysian companies using Singapore's data centers. No. We're going to use data protection <laughs> laws to keep data yes. in Malaysia. Yes. And in strangely yep. enough, another hour up the road in Bangkok, yep. exactly the exactly same. Exactly yeah. the same. So yep. politics will demand an awful lot of change, mm. an awful lot of decisions from what uh, as CEOs and CIOs can and can't do. Mm. I mean, another classic example is I was talking to a company, and I, sorry, I can't remember the name of it, last week, who were talking about the internet. 
and they were saying, do you realize that if you're in the Middle East, all your internet connections do not go from Saudi Arabia to Dubai, they go to Frankfurt and back, mm. yep. because the politics of the Middle East will not allow them to connect the connections no. between yeah. countries. So you've got latency and jitter. Yes. And yeah. if you're trying to do something across those countries as a CEO, you have got to think about where the technology needs to be, what processes are in place, and what changes do I need to make. And service management will mean different outcomes in different companies, mm. countries, different regions. So North America, it's all about sort of doing things in a standard, formatted way that you can serve all the states of America. In Europe, it's more about doing things in ways that fit with the cultures of the countries. Right. So the UK, idol-centric, yes. obviously where it came from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The French, less so because it was a British invention. <laughs> the Germans, yeah. they've got a better way of doing it yes. because they're the Germans. So yeah. everybody has different <laughs> You haven't mentioned the Italians anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, well, they, they do things slightly their way and slightly the other way, but they're sort of... They're less so fussy on it, mm. I tend to find. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the Dutch took ITIL and made it made yes. these as well. So. Oh, and then yeah. the Dutch really yeah. All yeah. IT French. frameworks yeah. seem to wind up back in the Netherlands. <laughs> they or, do. Or they originating do. in some measure yeah. from the Netherlands. I've yeah. noticed yeah. it mm. over and over again. Because well, they're very, very yeah. good at blending things yes. and coming yeah. up with compromise yes. that practically mm. works. Yeah. A, they, you know, as a country, their, their culture seems to be we'll do this and this yep. is how it works. I yeah. mean, I, I spoke to the CIO of ING a couple of years mm -hmm. ago um, and their primary data center is at one end of Schiphol Airport mm -hmm. and their backup data center is at the other oh, end yeah. of Schiphol, yeah, right, Airport. Schiphol Airport. And I said, well, what happens mm -hmm. if you have a flood? He says, Holland will have a bit bigger of a problem than not having <laughs> a data center. <laughs> uh, exactly, I think he's probably, probably yeah. so very right there. The practicalities yeah. of how to do yeah. things Oh, yes. born in mind but there's probably not a lot of latency between the primary and back. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been to Schiphol Airport? I didn't say in the, in the, in the lines inside because <laughs> yeah. I experienced that about three weeks yeah. ago. But, but I would think that you know, the point that you just made about the Middle East, first thing that mm. I thought of too, is there's a risk component there yeah. too. So yes. you have to understand yeah. it's not going between here and there. If it's going between mm. you know, from here to there through another mm mechanism, if you don't have that control and you don't recognize where it's going through, you might have introduced a tremendous amount of risk mm. right. that otherwise it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been apparent. Yeah, mm. and, and yeah, it's the risk and it's also the fact that it might make something mm. completely unusable. Yes. You think about the sort of the latency on an app that has got to go from Saudi Arabia to Frankfurt, from Frankfurt back to Dubai. That might mm. make something completely unusable. Right. So yes. therefore you've got to think, how am I going to service that customer, whether it's an internal or an external customer? You know, can I do it? Do I have to have a local presence? Mm. Yeah. Or am I going to serve them from a different place and in a different way? Yeah. And define your architecture for mm. how you actually, well, at the end of the day, right. wind up writing the software and the caching and mm. all of that. Yeah. Mm. And I think that actually brings us to a very yeah. interesting point. The whole role of architecture is now coming back to the fore as it's actually as a discipline, it's been very, very much, it was mm. sort of like the architects sit over there yep. and they do their fancy plans and it, yep. everybody else works. Now they're much more engaged. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's becoming yeah. much more important again to, it is. to get that architecture and, right. And actually yeah. having an architecture for how you do operations and service yes. management, it's all because mm. you, you have an architecture for mm. certain things and then you get into IT operations mm. or service management, you haven't got an architecture no. for that. It's sort of like, well, we've got bits of yeah. it, 
Yeah. You need to formalise it. You need to put the things together in a way mm -hmm. that makes sense and will work together. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the you know the term Cobbler, that I use. Care for children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's it's the architectural solution. It's not yeah. just the you know architecture just technical. It's not that. It's that mm -hmm. full solution. Like yeah. you're saying, you know, if it's got to go through somewhere else, well, yeah. architecturally, how do we need to change that in order to still deliver that need? You know, we need to cache it, we need to do other pieces, we need to maybe break down the packets smaller to get them through faster, prioritize them differently, whatever that is. Yeah. And that's, that's architecture. I think it's what Frank said this morning on stage, is, at the end was one of the, uh, the most insightful things, is it's not the change anywhere else but no. between your ears, yes. it's stopping you doing things. Yeah. That's perfectly true. Mm. You, know, right. you, you talk to anybody mm. in IT, and they will know there's better ways of doing things, but mm -hmm. uh, it's my job on the line. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Software-defined networking is a classic example. You talk to anybody about software-defined networking and can see the value of it. You talk to a Cisco certified network engineer earning six figures, yep. he can't see the value of it um, because no. actually it's <laughs> one of the or, or maybe he sees the value, but it's <laughs> just not going to happen. There's an old quote, it's very difficult to convince somebody of something when their profit and their salary yeah. depends yeah. on believing the opposite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd like to talk a little bit about digital transformation. Um, as we certainly, as we look at the mainstream of digital technology, into the enterprise, I mean, for example, the CMO is going to have a bigger budget than the CIO, you've heard yeah. that. Mm. Um, you know, there's often an assumption that when all of this technology becomes mainstreamed, that the ugly old bureaucracy of IT will somehow just kind of evaporate. <laughs> mm. But I think we're seeing something very different. We're starting to see people under the CMO realizing, oh, change in configuration management, there are things that didn't go away just because the line reporting and the budget no. shifted. Yep. And so actually what happens is, is that IT, you know, instead of the business taking over IT, IT practices move into the business and start yes. to transform it yep. because the business is now dealing with this complexity mm -hmm. that led us to create these practices. Yeah, I, I mean, CMDB is a classic example. The CMDB mm -hmm. came out of IT service management. It, it was built by the IT people for IT's use case. But as you heard this morning, Internet of Things, business functions, yes. yeah. where best to keep information, keep the context of information, and then mine it. Yeah. It's in the CMDB. Right. But that right. takes people to understand what it is the CMDB is there for. And these business yeah. users don't get that. They want the outcome, no. not the yeah, well, actual hands-on coding thing. Yeah. The well, GRC uh, people mm -hmm. are going to educate them real quick. I mean, that Caterpillar DL7 tractor is now an endpoint on the Internet of Things. But along that point, I mean, and obviously it's been a, lot, you know, a good part of my time on the config thing, it's, we do it in other practices. Yeah, and you look at do. the, you know, you mentioned Caterpillar. I've worked yeah. with, you know, yeah. one of the uh, Cummins Diesel years ago. Anytime you go into a production manufacturing organization, you know, even military logistics. Mm -hmm. How do you support the tank? Yeah. And how it gets pieced yeah. together, the failure rate of parts, the supply chain part of it, all of that, mm -hmm. in my opinion, I view it, it's yeah. raw data, yep. right? Yep. That has some mechanism, whether it's about a tank or a phone, it doesn't matter. But how it gets pieced together and the instructions around it, that's all config management, in my opinion, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the Internet of Things, well, yeah, I've always kind of viewed it that way. But, you know, what caught my ear was you said, well, you know, the business folks don't understand. I don't think most of the IT folks <laughs> <laughs> these years later still fully understand it because I don't see the investment up front no. to do it. Mm. And that's where they fail, yeah. is they don't commit to it. They don't believe in it no. wholly. What, what they were doing, they were, to be fair, 
they were sold to CMDB and then the vendors walked away and left them with Absolutely. There you go, deal with it. Yeah. 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 Install the database, you're all set, right? You've, yeah. you've got yeah. the CMDB. Yeah. Yeah, we. I don't think we can go down that far. That, no, no, that's, 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 that's a two-hour. That's, that's, that's for the next. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, yes. Thanks for your time today, Roy. It's been it's a right. pleasure no chatting problem. with you. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, probably, almost certainly. Yeah. Thank thanks, you, folks. Right.